Thank you so much for listening to True Crime Broads. We would also love to see you on our social media. We have an Instagram page called True Crime Broads. We also have a Facebook page called True Crime Broads. And then we also have a group which is called True Crime Broads, Missy Beaver's Case Discussion Group. And if you can, please uh, leave us a five-star review. We are needing some new ones. Yes, you can leave five stars on Spotify if you think we deserve it. And also on Apple, you can also leave five stars and leave a written review if you'd like to. So thanks again for listening to True Crime Broads. Welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we have a huge update in a case that's been going on forever. It's the Natalie Holloway case. And you know what? There's finally a little bit of good news for her amazing mother, Beth Holloway. And today we have Cheryl McCollum coming on to give us an update of what's been happening lately. Uh, That case has haunted all of us, I think. It's like our worst nightmare for somebody to you know, lose their, their kid, uh, they go missing and you don't know where they are and they're so young. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. So, um, before we get into that though, we're going to, I'm going to read a review. So this one is titled excellent content and it's by chains zero one. So if you love true crime, you will love this podcast. It is so intriguing and thought-provoking, and they occasionally cover other cases that will also pique your interest. I love how they just want to spread the word and help get cold cases solved. Keep up the great work, ladies. That was so nice. And that was a five-star review, right? Yes. That's so nice. Man, we really appreciate it. Chains is C-H-I-N-Z-0-1. Thank you again for that review. The case we're covering today is the Natalie Holloway case. Most of you know that Natalie was on her senior trip in 2005, and at 18 years old, she completely disappeared. The trip was to Aruba, and it should have been a fantastic time for her and her friends as they frolicked together one last time before they all go their separate ways after their graduation from high school. But instead, it turned into a nightmare for everyone, and especially Beth Holloway, Natalie's mother, And please stay tuned as we have Cheryl McCollum come on and give updates. She was in the courtroom this week for something major that happened in this case. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. As many of you know, we have Cheryl McCollum back today, which we're always so excited to have her in with us. Cheryl, thank you for joining us on True Crime Broads. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all reaching out. Yes, we we were just thinking about this latest huge development in the Natalie Holloway case, and you were the first person we thought of. We know you have a background working closely with Beth Holloway. So can you tell us a little bit about what just happened? It was, in my opinion, one of the most incredible transformations I have ever seen in a crime victim. And what I saw in that courtroom was a mama so fierce and so laser focused on what her job was on that day in that moment that it was, to me, it was just a gift to watch. That's Um, awesome. When I first met Beth in 2005, she was 
a little timid and shy and obviously broken and gutted over her child being missing. She, at that time, you know, believed that there was a possibility she had been sex trafficked and she could get her back. She believed that maybe she was being held somewhere on that island because they had a lot of trap houses or, you know, crack houses. Um, and she was just hopeful, but realistic, if that makes sense. And, you know, as time went on and the years went on, there was so many different times that somebody would contact her and, hey, we found hair that's consistent with the color and length of Natalie. And it was in a weird place you know, wrapped in a t-shirt. We think it could be evidence. And there was the bloody mattress. Then later there were dog bones. And then it was found out the dog bones were mixed with human bones that again were consistent with, you know, a Caucasian female. I mean, it just went on and on for her. And, you know, then the extortion came, as y'all know. Right. And it was just, you know, for her, it was never ending. It wasn't like my child went missing and we're trying to find her. I mean, to me, she was conned and scammed and conned and scammed by multiple people several times. Um, the latest was she contacted me and said, hey, there's a couple that found a shoulder bone. And it was in an area that we believe that Natalie was. And I've contacted some people. And they told me that they could test it for me, but it would cost, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. It would cost $10,000. I said, Beth, where is the bone right now? And she says, well, TJ Ward has it. Well, I know TJ from his time with APD. So I called TJ and I said, could you bring me that bone? Because I got somebody that'll test it and it won't cost her anything. I mean, $10,000? That's insane because when you have a bone, the very first thing you're going to do is you have to determine whether it's human. Well, y'all, right. that's visual. So I took it to a buddy of mine who's a forensic anthropologist. She is brilliant. And my son drove me up there. I had the bone in a box. I opened the box. She looked in. She said, it's not human. Wow. Just like $10,000. I mean, insane. So to me, that's taking advantage of her. Yeah. To me, that has been victimized over and over yeah. and over over the years. Over and over and over. Not just by Vandersloot. And that's right. what I want people to understand. These, quote, do-gooders that find all this, you know, information. There's other ways to give her answers without it, you know, needing to have all these expensive tests. Just like the hair. If it was Natalie and she were deceased and it had fallen out of her head, it would have what they call the death band. Well, this hair looked like it was fresh out of somebody's brush. I mean, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Man. And, and uh, just the, everything I'm, that this poor woman has been through over the years and how draining that is. We're all three moms here on this podcast today. And just the mere thought of, losing our child or not knowing where they are all these years, that alone will completely flatten you. And then she had all this other stuff going on and all her hopes were raised, you know, off and on horrible. And she tried to keep a job during that time and, and couldn't, she was in Aruba so long, she lost her job. 
Right. And then not able to do the mandatory education that teachers have to go through. So she lost her certification. So once she got back to the States, she had to go back to school to get recertified to get a job back, only to then be extorted on a teacher's salary of $25,000. Unbelievable. Y'all, all of this was happening because she wanted her child back only if it was part of her. Right. Y'all want to hear a story? Because you just mentioned we're all three mamas. You want to hear a story? Yeah, sure. That I think, I don't know. I mean, it just punched me in the heart is all I can tell you. And I'd known Beth again since 2005. So in 2017, she asked Nancy Grace and I to go with her to Aruba because she thought I'm going to do another big push where I'm on this island looking for witnesses, looking for information from anybody that'll talk to me, possibly a witness, possibly somebody that heard something second or third hand. So of course, Nancy and I, <laughs> yeah, we'll go. So we get there and y'all probably know the story that <clears throat> we weren't there long filming before the police showed up and the police are threatened to arrest us for trespassing and the Holiday Inn had called and we were like, we were never on their property. I was never on their property. Nancy and Beth walked onto the property because they were going to try to go to the restaurant. And I was standing back, just happened to be taking pictures because there's Beth Holloway and Nancy Grace going into the Holiday Inn. So I took that picture. Well, honey, they come flying up. These huge guys get out all dressed like, you know, tactical gear practically. And I'm like, good Lord. So we walk, <laughs> I start walking away. And the reason I start walking away is because I have a severe ankle injury. I mean, I can hardly walk. And I thought if this thing goes south, I want to get close to the car as I can, you know. Right. Well, long story short, they threatened to arrest us. Nancy, as y'all know, dig her heels in and she starts protecting Beth. So Nancy says to them, in 17 years, you have not found a way to arrest Vandersloot for the murder of her child. But in 17 minutes, you want to arrest her for being on the property of the Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> man isn't that the truth <laughs> isn't that the truth yeah Jeez. that's an excellent point but i still don't want to go to jail <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we leave that area and i said to beth i said nancy does not know the story about the cross will you tell her that and maybe we can go and and see that area because i really wanted to see it and especially after that incident beth was shooken up a little and she was hurt she was hurt over it and I should say you know she she wasn't scared like that I mean did I lose y'all I'm so sorry no we're here we're here okay but she was you know it's almost like if a dog almost bites you or you almost have a wreck you know that feeling where you're a little nervous but you know mm -hmm. you're okay like yes. that so anyway we go to the area where Beth talked to us about that first cross that she saw that morning. And she said, this is where it was. And I got out 
and I hit my knees. I just fell to the ground in front of this cross that was on the side of the road. And I started just screaming to God, give her back. Give my baby back to me. And she said, and then I looked up and there was another cross about 50 yards. And she said, I literally crawled to that next cross. And I was just begging God. And I was asking him, why would you give her to me if you were going to take her from me? And then there was a third cross and a fourth. And this goes on and on. And she gets like to the eighth cross and the tenth cross. Well, by the end of this little trail of crosses, there's the most gorgeous tiny chapel on the top of this hill that overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. <clears throat> and Beth said that was the first time since she got the phone call that Natalie did not make the plane that she felt peace. And she said she didn't go in the chapel, that she decided just to lay down in front of it. And at that moment, she accepted. And she said, okay, I know she's gone. I know she's with you. And I've got work to do. And she got up and she went back to the hotel and she made the plan of how to fight for justice. God bless her. It's amazing. God bless her, right? Mm -hmm. God bless her. Because you're talking about somebody that had every right to never get out of bed again. Yeah. But Lord, did she get out of bed. So this is the part of the story that I want y'all to understand. She had, she's sitting there now with me and Nancy Grace out in front of this chapel. And we're just sitting in silence. Nancy and I are not saying a word. We're just letting Beth be there, returning there, hopefully, prayerfully getting more, you know, peace. And she looks at us and she says, I know y'all think I'm crazy. Now I want y'all to keep in mind, this is 2017. She said, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I brought Natalie's passport just in case. Moms never give up hope. No. No way. I don't blame her. No, not at all. Can you imagine? Just in case she gets a call anywhere in the world, she's going to go get her. That's amazing. Never lose hope. Yep. Mm. As moms, we just would never turn off that hope, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so as people have been saying to me since the court proceeding. I don't believe a word. I don't believe a word he says. He's a liar. I don't believe anything. I believe a hundred percent when he said I murdered Natalie. I believe him. I have thought that since 2005. Mm -hmm. I thought the Atlantic Ocean since 2005. I thought he killed her on that beach and right there behind him was the perfect place to put her. I've never wavered on that. I told Beth that in 2005 when she believed she might be in South America being a sex traffic victim. I never believed that. She was with a 17-year-old kid. He was not going to sex traffic her. Right. Yeah. So whether or not the cinder block is true, whether or not he 
gently pushed her out of the ocean, that is, that's not even a factor for me. The factor for me is Beth got to sit and listen to it. She got to meet with prosecutors and FBI agents and his attorney. They all agreed. They all accepted it. They all signed off on it. She had more peace after that court hearing than I have ever seen. Ever. You can sense that just watching it on TV. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Y'all, she was a different person. And she was stronger in Aruba than I'd ever seen her. And she even told us then, this island will not, you know, have hold over me. I'm here. I swore I would never come back. I came back. I'm still fighting, but I'm not going to be, you know, chained to this anymore. Well, what I saw in that courthouse and, you know, when I was able to talk to her afterwards, and I think you said it perfect earlier, we were just two mamas talking. This was not an investigator and a crime victim. These were two mamas that understood exactly what happened in that courthouse. She got what she has been begging for. Right. She to be able to refer to him as Natalie's killer. She can. He's admitted it in a federal court. I'm good with it. I love what she said to him when she turned to him. Girl. Can you tell our listeners what she said? Yeah, let me tell you two things before I tell you that. Nancy Grace is sitting to my right. My daughter is sitting to my left. Behind us are two rows of her friends from her school and just growing up. Then there's about four rows of family members to my right. When I tell you there was a shift, there was not a word spoken. Nobody coughed. Nobody said anything. That courtroom was dead silent. When Beth Holloway turned to Vandersloot and she said, you look like hell, Yorham. I don't think you're going to make it. That entire courtroom shifted in their seats. There was some laughter. There was some amen. There was some mm-hmm. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But that ain't that, all she said to him. That's she a huge moment. Him, you and I are bound by something very important. We both have daughters. But mine's no longer here. And I'm not going to mention your daughter's name or talk about her because she deserves that privacy and she doesn't deserve having her name out there. But I want you to think, what would you do or want to do if somebody were to harm her? Because I know what I want to do. I want to kill him. Yeah. Absolutely. Said it all. She talked yeah. lovingly about Natalie she talked exactly about who she was and the kind of person and what would be happening now if she had been able to be 37 years old and then she said Natalie will forever be 18 that's the only Natalie she'll know right missed out on seeing what she was going to do with her life and if she was going to have her own kids it's it's just horrifying the whole thing and and you know Beth Holloway is just such a good example of grace and restraint just mm -hmm. everything she's been through did he ever he just nailed it you know the grace that she has done all of this she has not gone after 
his parents. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that the Vandersloot house is now an Airbnb. <laughs> if you can imagine Goodness. that you can actually go and stay in his old room. Wow. That Gross. is so foul and just putrid to me. Yet Beth, she wouldn't refer to it. She wouldn't speak of it. When we were there, she was as nice and kind to every person that we met, every native, every person at the restaurant and bar and hotel. She was just, I mean, you said it, just grace. Yeah, the way she's carried herself has just been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Did um, Jordan ever reveal where her body was? Um, I mean, she's in the ocean. Yeah, Did yeah, that's what I figured. Pushed her and he walked out about, you know, waist deep and pushed her. Ugh, it's horrible. That's what he said, yeah. That's what he said. That sounds like the most logical, honestly, from what we heard. I remember news blurbs years ago saying that they thought that Jorhan's dad was potentially involved in helping. Did Did that ever get sorted out? I don't think anything was ever really proven. I mean, let's face it. Aruba wasn't trying to prove there was ever a murder on that island. Right. And they shady things like Beth demanded to make the police report because they didn't even want to take a report. They kept telling her she's going to show back up, mm. you know. So she finally took a report. The person typed it for her. They said, you're going to have to come back and sign it later. Give them time to finish it. She came back to sign it. It was in Dutch. She doesn't even know what it said. And then you have, you know, one detective saying, well, you know, we don't think it's anything that serious. We think she's going to show back up. Then you have the chief of police. She's demanding to meet with him. And he makes her wait five hours while he eats and gets a haircut. So just over and over and over, you have law enforcement on that island, not looking for her, not taking this seriously, not wanting to fool with Vandersloot or his family at all. You know, the dad was obviously well-connected. They had family members that were supposedly in the police department. They arrested, you know, them once or twice, but always released them. They took, you know, Vandersloot's word that the two Security guards had something to do with it. They got arrested. Then this DJ on the boat. I mean, it was all this garbage. I mean, the island is the size of Rhode Island, y'all. It ain't that hard to search it. And they had a bunch of, you know, tourists there that offered and other people. But they were more concerned about their tourism dollars. So they were not trying to have a missing person, much less a murder. And they were counting on... You know, most people would not be able to go and stay for, you know, 40 days like Beth did. Most people wouldn't be able to have that many friends and family come with them like Beth did. And they were so fantastic that they would come in stages. So she constantly had new people coming that were fresh, that were rested, that were, you know, ready to, you know, take up more searches. And, you know, when all was said and done, the majority of this was done because of Beth Holloway. And that's what they were not counting on mm. was Beth. Holloway. <laughs> right. Right. 
And if it weren't for her, we wouldn't be where we are today. This case would have gone away and you would have quit hearing about it and nobody would recall it. Right. Nobody would have ever known what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Man. Well, Cheryl, we're we're so thankful that you came on today because that was a huge development, obviously, in a very long, long case. And, you know, we knew that you would have the best insight. So thank you so much for sharing. That's awesome that you were there present with Beth, you know, in the courtroom. I appreciate y'all reaching out because I think mamas need to hear it. I mean, we're coming up on graduation. A lot of people are going to graduate in December. And then we come right back to May. And if you're looking for places to go, you need to question several things. Your consulate is not going to be able to help you. Embassies are not going to be able to help you. So if you've got somebody that's got a track record of not looking out for people that are missing and or murdered, I would think twice before I went to Aruba. Yeah, that's good advice. Fantastic places to go. Heck yeah. Well, we wish Beth the best. I know that her life is forever changed, and we're just happy that she's got this little bit of closure and some peace maybe from this horrible ordeal. Well, I will tell you, she does feel it. I mean, she mentions all the time that the prayers and the well wishes and just sending support and good vibes, she feels it, and it has sustained her. She wears a bracelet every day that says hope, faith, and love, and she tries to live right by that. She does. Awesome. That's amazing. All right, Cheryl. Well, thank you so much for coming on True Crime Broads. We hope to talk to you again soon and please keep in touch and we'll do the same. Absolutely. Thank y'all. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of your day. Okay. Bye-bye. I'll talk to y'all soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Yeah.